This week, the latest from Nintendo's Partner Showcase Mini Direct in September, and the single biggest gaming news we have seen in years. All this after Orbit. Roger, zero, G, G, G. Howdy, and welcome to another Game of Loop Radio News Bite with your host, Neutron. We are getting two new Monster Hunter games. Monster Hunter Rise is an upcoming action RPG game in the Monster Hunter series. It's developed and produced by Capcom for the Nintendo Switch. It is set to release March 26, 2021. For those who are familiar with the Monster Hunter series, it's a four-player co-op, or you can just play by yourself. Um, it'll have new monsters to hunt and new ecologies. There's new abilities like the wire bug. This will help you reach new areas. And there's a new companion on top of your friendly Calico. Wait, no. On top of your friendly Palicos. This is the Palamute. It is a large canine that you'll be able to mount and travel quickly between destinations. The second Monster Hunter game is Monster Hunter Stories 2, Wings of Ruin. This is set to release in summer of 2021. The Monster Hunter Stories series is another RPG video game developed by Capcom and Marvelous. Uh... It is a spin-off title set in the Monster Hunter series, a little bit more tied to the animated show. And it's a little bit closer to what you would expect, like a, a turn-based, you know, kind of like Pokemon. It has some similarities there. So if you're a fan of the anime and, uh, the, and the first Monster Hunter Stories game, uh, check that out. Another game that I've probably mentioned in a previous episode is Hades. Hades is a roguelike dungeon crawler developed by Supergiant Games in which you defy the god of the dead as you hack and slash your way out of the underworld of Greek mythology. This game is available now on Nintendo Switch and is actually risen in popularity on, on Twitch. I'm actually planning on grabbing a copy myself. Um, I'm still debating if I want to play on the PC on PC or just get it on Switch. Another interesting game that was announced is... Uh, Balan Wonderworld. This is game set to release uh, March 26, 2021. This is a 3D platforming game developed by Balan Company and published by Square Enix. It follows two characters, Leo Craig and Emma Cole, as they follow the maestro Balan through the Wonderworld, a setting described as a mix of imaginary world and reality. There's over 80 different collectible costumes giving different abilities to the player character, and the game will play out in a series of 12 stories. So if you're a fan of, of games like, um, you know, Mario 3D World, this is probably something that you might enjoy. A very colorful 3D platform. Another RPG game that's coming is Rune Factory 5. This is set to release sometime in 2021. Developers are Marvelous. Publisher is Marvelous Exceed. This is the next entry in the Rune Factory series. It'll feature uh, taming monsters or team up with townsfolk to explore a massive world defend the frontier, and support your community as a member of the Peacekeeping Rangers, unleash uniquely powerful combos attacks with your teammates, cultivate crops in the fields, find friendship, love, and family with a colorful cast of characters. Another game that's coming out for the Nintendo Switch, which probably some of you are already uh, familiar with on PC or other consoles, is Ori and the Will of Wisp. It's finally on Nintendo Switch. This is a game developed by Moon Studios and published by I Am 8-Bit. It is now available on Switch. You can get it a uh, digital download for $29.99, or you can wait for the collector's edition. A, li a little pricey, but it, it looks like it's really worth it. Uh, it's It has uh, the first Ori in the Blind Forest, Ori and the Will of Wisp. It has a stained glass style art piece. Uh, 
Um, it has uh, the flora and fauna of Ori, field guide, a sketchbook, a uh, collectible art card set, a soundtrack, glow-in-the-dark pin, and a really cool display box. All this, if you're a huge fan of Ori, um, for $149.99. So, go check it out. And there's plenty of other more games that were announced during the Nintendo Mini Direct. Um, and if you're interested, I will link the the trailer and the episode description. Uh, one of the bigger news, probably in the last 10, 20 years of gaming, is um, Microsoft has acquired Bethesda. It was a regular Monday morning. I woke up, was getting ready to work. You know, like every other morning, I'm, I routinely check my Twitter to get my fix before checking any work emails. Well, that was a mistake this day. Um, my timeline started filling up with retweets uh, from Jason Schreier with breaking news that Microsoft is planning to buy Bethesda. And sure enough, right after that, I see official tweets from Xbox, Phil Spencer, and Uncle Pete, Pete Hines, confirming that the acquisition is taking place. And it's not just Bethesda that they acquired. They also acquired ZeniMax Media. That is the parent company of Bethesda Softworks. That also includes Bethesda Softworks, Bethesda Game Studios, id Software, ZeniMax Online Studios, Arcane, Machine Games, Tango Gameworks, Alpha Dog, and Roundhouse Studios. What this means is that Doom, Eternal Scrolls, Fallout, all the Wolfenstein, all these great titles are now part of the Xbox family. That was announced the day before the Xbox Series X and S went on pre-order. And you know this this was this was definitely planned. You know, this is to entice more gamers to invest on the next the next gen Xbox instead of the PlayStation. What this also means is we'll probably be seeing some of these titles coming to Xbox Game Pass. And and shortly after, I mean the last week, we're seeing more titles coming. Uh, I think Doom Eternal was coming. Uh, there was a handful of more games coming to Xbox uh, Game Pass right after this announcement. In the previous episode, I mentioned that uh, EA Play was coming to Xbox Game Pass. Well, now Microsoft has positioned themselves as the must-have gaming service. If you know, if you want the most bang out of your buck, you can play hundreds of games on their platform. What's really cool, and it'll be something that we will have to wait and see, is now these these acquired studios will have access to Xbox exclusive resources. Uh, hopefully, you know, more money, more resources, uh, more. Uh, quality assurance of these games uh, will, you know, benefit gamers overall. That's probably one of the biggest uh, critiques on uh, games from, from the Bethesda family is, you know, they're more than likely riddled with bugs on launch. So maybe adding, you know, including these new resources might help us get a better game in the future. But after a while, I started questioning, you know, what what does this mean? Do, these, do all these games, are all these games becoming exclusive to the Xbox family? Uh, what about, you know, uh, support for modding? Uh, Bethesda titles are known for, uh, you know, allowing players to add on mods to the game to give it a, a, a an enhanced experience. Uh, will, will Xbox deny that? That's something that I'll be interested in seeing how things kind of pan out uh, the next following weeks and months. Throughout the day, we started getting more information on this deal that the acquisition was worth $7.5 billion dollars. And all current games in development will continue to hold their agreements, uh, such as uh, Deathloop, uh, Ghostwire Tokyo. Those were announced as timed exclusives on the PS5. So uh, my guess is probably after six months or a year. I'm not really sure what their time exclusivity is with the PS5. Uh, but those games will be coming over to Xbox. 
live games like ESO, Elder Scrolls Online, Fallout 76, those will continue to support on all platforms. Uh, but things will actually get interesting, you know, for future games. Games like Starlight, the the next Elder Scrolls Six, Future Dooms, the next Wolfenstein, the next Fallout. What does that, you know, what does that mean uh, for next gen games? Are those going to be exclusively on Xbox? For that amount of money, my guess is that it probably will. And I mean, luckily for me, I play on PC, um, so I will probably be still be have access to those games on PC through Xbox uh, Game Pass. But what does that mean for, uh, you know, PlayStation players? <laughs> are they going to be left in, in, in wondering what these, uh, these games are going to be? In an interview, Phil Spencer did mention that, that, that those will be evaluated on a case-by-case basis. Um, but let's be real. Um, this acquisition has given Xbox something that they've been missing. Uh, you know, really good first-person uh, games, exclusives on their on their consoles i i mean i like i said i mainly play on on nintendo switch uh pc and um playstation um but i think this is a great move for them for xbox you know acquiring these uh these new uh, developers uh these new teams uh new games to add to the library uh, xbox also share that game pass has reached 15 million subscribers and continues to grow like i've said before this is probably the best you know five bucks a month to have access to hundreds of games either on Xbox or on on PC and if you go for the ultimate game game pass you have access to uh, streaming games on mobile so i think that program already launched and you know people are seeing really good performance uh, playing on their phones with that acquisition microsoft now has 23 studios first party studios potential first party studios and this also means that Bethesda's future games will be on Game Pass on launch day. People still question, is this a bad move? I think no. Uh, personally, I'm looking forward to buying a PS5, like I said earlier. But this change is good. Uh, competition is good. Um, it'll be very interesting to see what is Sony's next move with the PlayStation. Are they going to announce most, more of their first-party games? Um, are they going to acquire any of the uh, 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 developers out there? And adding this much value to the Xbox and Xbox Game Pass, it's tempting me to buy a Series X or S, you know. But like I said, I do have a PC, so I can still have access to all of their games um, through the Xbox Game Pass on PC. Um, this is also probably something else that is uh, putting gamers on the fence and it might push them towards Xbox. Xbox might not have a strong launch lineup of new titles for next-gen I mean, not many consoles have for their launch windows, uh, but they sure are trying hard to convince, uh, you know, they're continuously adding more games to Game Pass, increasing its value. And I am I am sure, I am sure we'll hear even more in the coming weeks, in the coming months, uh, leading up to the release of the Xbox uh, Series X and S on November 10th. Another episode down, and once again, I continue to repeat myself, what a year for gamers. I don't know... How I'm keeping up with all of these back-to-back announcements. Uh, you know, the hype train continues for me. Uh, please let me know what you think. Are you excited? Are you worried? Or you just don't care? You know, you know, PC Master Race. You know, that's 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 all that matters. <laughs> um, and, well, I'll tell you uh, that I'm slowly changing my mindset. And I'm actually just going to wait it out and see what else does Xbox and PlayStation offer uh, for gamers. Um, 
I already I already gave up trying to snag a PS5 on launch. So I'll, I'll continue playing on my PC until until I get lucky. Uh, we would like to thank you for listening to this episode of Gamer Loop Radio. If you would like to reach out to us, you can do so by following us on Twitter at Gamer Loop Radio or send us an email at Gamer Loop Radio at GamerLoopNetwork.com or leave us a comment in our Discord under hashtag podcast chat. You can find additional episodes of Gamer Loop Radio on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Podbeam. Thank you for listening to our podcast.